Welcome to Project Give Back Connects, an extension of Project Give Back in the classrooms, dedicated to inspiring young students to become empathetic, understanding, and community-minded leaders. Project Give Back Connects offers a dose of inspiration and thoughts for discussion. Each live episode is taped and shared with classroom teachers and their students. Sit back, get cozy, let's get connected. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 11 of Project Give Back Connects. I'm so excited for tonight because it's all about the art of storytelling. And storytelling really is an art, except rather than using a canvas, you have a blank paper. And as a writer, that is so overwhelming. <laughs> we, uh, we tell our kids that they have to tell their story and they have to find a way to tell their story. And it's really hard to do. So we brought in some experts who really can give us some great tips and great tricks and they're doing just incredible things in our world. So our first expert, um, we were actually roommates a long, long time ago, more than 50 years ago. Well, it was our mom. Oh, wow. It was, a, <laughs> <laughs> it was our moms who were roommates. And so we have not the same birthday. We have where birthdays are very close together. But since then, he is now the arts editor at the Globe and Mail. Before this very impressive gig, he worked at Vanity Fair and Salon. He was featured in GQ Magazine, Wired, Financial Times, and The Time. We are so lucky to have my old roommate, Craig Offman. Welcome, Craig. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. I'm delighted. Oh, it's so nice to see you. And I wish it was in person, but this will have to do. But Craig, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be the editor of The Globe. Well, I'm not, I'm not the editor of The Globe, well, just yet. But um, I'm, I, I, uh, I edit the arts section, and that's uh, that oversees, of all things, books, which makes today very relevant. Um, and also, uh, you know, it's everything from dance to film to, um, oh boy, I mean, dance, film, TV, and all of those things tell stories. Um, and how did I get to this job? I have been in journalism for more than 25 years, and, um, and I was a literature student at, at McGill, so I learned all about stories there. And I was I went to a, a school in the United States called Johns Hopkins, and I did a, a master's degree in fiction writing. So I learned about story there too. Um, so I have a I have a long and tortured history with stories. <laughs> so Craig, what differentiates a good story? and a great story? Well, a good story, you'll forget. A, a good story holds your interest for the time that you're involved in it, but you may not remember it. And a great story is memorable. A great story sticks with you. It haunts you. It makes you cry. It makes you laugh. It makes you want to live in the world 
that was created in front of you. That's that's the difference. Like a a good story is sort of you know a crime drama or you know um, something that you just watch on TV just to pass the time. But a great drama or a great story can be told in so many different ways. It doesn't have to be told necessarily in a book, right? It could be told not just on television, it could be told through dance, it could be told through song. Like, you know, um, a lot of us grew up with, with singers who, who told stories, rappers tell stories. And the oldest stories in the world are done through song. They're not through words. So, there's, there, there are good stories and there are great stories, but great stories don't necessarily have to be on a page. Hmm. Great answer. And what, do you have a favorite story? And what is it and why? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have lots, I, I think, um, but I mean, for the purposes of this audience, I think, I, I think uh, the one we should probably talk about uh, is probably the greatest set of stories in our lifetime is uh, the most popular, certainly. They're, they may not be my favorite, but they, it registers with so many people, which is just Harry Potter, right? And, um, and Harry Potter, why, I guess the question is, why does Harry Potter matter to so many kids or even adults? And it's, it why does he matter? He matters on film and he matters on the page, right? And again, those are the different ways you can story tell. And, um, and you can, I, I bet you there's probably a TikTok uh, version of, of Harry Potter somewhere I don't know about. But again, that's a good story, way to tell a story too. Um, but I think, you know, what makes Harry Potter such a, a, a popular story among so many kids and adults is that it's unexpected. And, and when you tell a story well, what makes it great as opposed to good is that it's surprising right and what is more surprising than this story about a kid who suddenly wakes up or you know at 11 years old and decides well he's not just a muggle he's a wizard right imagine so many of us would love to wake up one day and 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 jump out of our normal world and become a wizard and be able to work with magic but what's so amazing about Harry Potter, I think, is that, you know, the, the, it just doesn't stop with a kid who has a wand and can make things move with his wand, right? It, it, there's all sorts of conflict and there's characters and there's friendships and there's, he has enemies and the drama never stops and the surprises never end. And we're always being transported to a world that we would never expect. And I think that that's another hallmark of a great story is, is when somebody is guiding you, a reader or through song or painting or whatever, through a story that you just never thought would happen. And, and it keeps going and you just can't stop reading it or watching it. And that's, that's, the sign of a, not just a great story, but also the sign of a great imagination. So the difference is like great storytellers make stuff up. <laughs> and I know that sounds really obvious, but sometimes just 
telling people what happened in your life isn't good enough. You just got to make stuff up and you have to bring in language that surprises people and characters who scare you and characters who make you want to be with them. And that's, I guess, the last part of my answer is good characters really matter to a story as much as plot. And that's what, that's why, um, that's again, what makes a, 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 a for a great story is that it's a character that, that, that you're interested in and that you can spend time with, because let's face it, a lot of people don't want to spend time with a lot of other different people. Right. And so what, what is the sign of a good storyteller is someone who can create a character that you just want to be around all the time. They may make you crazy a little, you know, sometimes they may confuse you, but they're, they're always going to be interesting. Great answer. So many of you don't know this, but I've written two books. And when I finished the second book, I just said, you know what, Craig's my buddy. I'm just going to send it to him. And I was done. I was so proud of it. I was so happy. And off it went to Craig and just said, you know what, Craig, just, just have a little look. And, and um, the next message was, let's meet for coffee. And I went, uh-oh. <laughs> so we met and there was red everywhere all over it and it was I, was, I, I spilled I spilled some stuff <laughs> I was so grateful for it and thank you for that but uh, my next question is what tips do you have for writers um well I don't have tips so much I think I think what you gotta always realize is that it, like anything it's just hard work and and you don't sit down and do it perfectly the first time and um, like, so a lot of us, you know, if we're kids, we're maybe we're athletes and we realize, oh, well, to be a great hockey player, I got to learn how to skate around the rink a hundred times and, or I got to learn how to stick handle, or I got to learn how to play defense. And I think it's the same with writing. There's all sorts of different things that you got to learn at once. And it's really confusing. And sometimes it makes you really angry. And sometimes things take a lot longer than they should, but you can't give up. And that, that's the first, first tip. Don't give up. It's really hard. It's like training. It's like being an athlete. Um, the second thing is um, to make people feel things, to make people cry, to make people laugh, to make people feel like they've gone somewhere they never thought they'd go. And writing like, um, like anything, like music or, or painting is, is, is an emotional state. It's an emotional experience. And the best people, the people who write best are the people who create a world that makes you feel a lot. That was your advice then. It's like, I need more. I need more. I need more. <laughs> and yeah, you had to go deeper and deeper and deeper. And, and thank you for that. Um, so one last question for you, Craig. What are sure. your big don'ts? Like when you're writing, just don't do this. Stay away from it. Oh, that's a great one. Um, don't second guess yourself too much. Just get it out for the first time. So if you're writing your first story ever, just do it. 
but then don't don't think don't don't leave it either <laughs> leave it for a day or two and then go back to it um but i think if you second guess yourself too much it won't be very good either i think so i would say be confident and and um and don't be shy because you're you're also as like a salesman or saleswoman you you you're you're telling people a story because you believe in it and if you don't believe in your own story no one will believe you wow so don't be shy that's great great advice that wow thank you for that craig just My pleasure. being here and giving us these words of wisdom we really appreciate it my you pleasure can, Alan. thanks for having me thank you just relax and you can watch the show can't wait thank you <laughs> great so our next guest her name is erin silver and she has written a bunch of storybooks for children her latest book, which is so in line with what we do, is called What Kids Did. It's stories of kindness and invention in the time of COVID-19. How perfect is that? So she's going to come on in a second, and then she's going to introduce one of her featured children, uh, kids, which we're so excited to meet. So welcome. Thank you, Erin. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Okay, well, I agree with everything Craig said. Um, it's uh, such an exciting time right now. I have three books out in the last three months, but the one I'm going to talk to you about today is called What Kids Did, and it's about um, the ways kids around the world have helped others during the pandemic. So there's so many great, inspiring, empowering stories in here, and I'm excited to share some of them. I'm going to flip my screen around, and I'm going to talk a little bit about how, um, how I came to write this book, how I found the kids in the book, uh, what some of the stories are about, and then I'm going to introduce someone who is actually in the book, and she's so wonderful and talented, and she's going to talk a bit about her project and um, her fundraising projects. Okay, so this is an enlarged version of my cover, and there's so many incredible kids in this book, and I'm so excited to be sharing it today. Um, when I was growing up, this is me when I was a kid, and I always wanted to be a writer. And I know Craig talked about never giving up and working really hard, and that's what I did. I, um, you know, I was about to break through when the pandemic hit after so many years of writing and being rejected, I was about to break through with a book that was put on hold and I was so disappointed. And instead of um, having book launches and doing book signings, these are my two kids in the pandemic. They were home from school and they were fighting and the dog parks were closed. I couldn't even walk my dog and I was so down and depressed. So when uh, my publisher asked if I wanted to uh, write a book and I'm gonna stop sharing my screen, uh, for a second, uh, when, when my publisher, Second Story Press, asked if I wanted to take on a picture book about how kids around the world helped others, I jumped at the chance. I thought it would be um, uplifting and inspiring. And so uh, my husband, um, Scott, helped me. We sat down. It was July, this past July, and he helped me search the entire internet uh, for stories. And we were looking for kids under 13, a mix of boys and girls, people who had done different good deeds 
um, just to show what kids could accomplish at a time when even adults were scared. So we looked on Facebook and Twitter and Google translated articles from um, newspapers around the world. And we came up with, um, with a great list. And then I had to do some detective work and track down their parents. Um, so match names and quotes and, you know, talk to the parents and find out if they wanted to be in a book and if I could speak to their um, children so that I could have original stories and not just copy and paste what I had read um, elsewhere. Uh, so it was really exciting. I'm going to flip my screen again and I'm going to show you some of the inside of the book up close. So one of the stories is, this is actually a dance troupe in Toronto and um, their dance competitions were put on hold when the pandemic hit, but the girls decided they could work together as a team and do some fundraising. So they ended up raising over $20,000 for a university health network um, COVID emergency fund. So they were incredible. And I was so excited to read about um, their team efforts um, when I do virtual visits, virtual author visits with schools, this story is always the favorite. It's about a boy from Japan named Ayori who used Minecraft to, um, to put together a virtual graduation ceremony so that all his uh, friends in grade four could graduate. And this is everyone's favorite story and they love hearing about him. Um, so uh, you can see him here. He's uh, he, he made this ceremony with great detail and a stage and podium and um, so that was really incredible. I was really excited to find this story about a boy in Kenya um, named Stephen who um, went to his backyard and using just scrap pieces of wood, he built an automatic hand washing machine so that people in his village could wash their hands more safely. And he ended up winning awards and scholarships. And so that was really exciting to talk to his dad and um, to put together this piece. This next boy is from British Columbia, and this just goes to show you don't need money, you don't need an adult's help, um, you don't even need to be, he was only six years old, and he did a joke stand, so socially distanced, everyone who passed by and who was feeling down and isolated, he told jokes to them, and um, even Ryan Reynolds, the Canadian actor, um, saw a tweet and called him a hero on Twitter, so that was pretty cool for him, and um, yeah, so there's all kinds of ways of helping other people. Um, so I wrote the book in about a month, and that was in July. And it was, um, we wanted to make sure it came out during the pandemic. I was hoping that the, we, we rushed because we thought maybe the pandemic would be over by now. But sure enough, we're still in the thick of it. And it came out October 27th, um, when I got copies of the book, I mailed them around the world and, and then the people in the book sent pictures of them holding the book and I was so touched. And so there's Ayori here holding the book and Veronica here holding hers. And this is Arhan who had a tutoring company in, um, uh, he helped tutor kids in India. So he's in the book as well. And they all sent pictures. Um, I've done a lot of virtual visits um, to classes and the kids are so cute and it's been really interactive and fun and we get to talk about how they're feeling during the pandemic and how they're helping others and how others are helping them and um, so I love the presentation so this this um, was really cute one of the kids wrote I wish you could add more amazing kids to this book because I really like it and also next time can you put more information in the book so you know a little bit of constructive feedback but five star rating 
exciting. So that was exciting. Um, so what kids did is um, just, you know, after waiting a lifetime for um, books to come out and to kind of, you know, make, um, start my career as a children's author, as a journalist before this, so to actually have books. And in the last three months, I've come out with three books. So my picture book, What Kids Did, Just Watch Me is a middle grade novel that's funny, but also about social media and video games and uh, also about divorce. Um, and then Proud to Play is my latest book. This is the one that was postponed last year. And I was so distraught. I thought I'd never have a book. And now this one is out as well. And it's about um, the experience of LGBTQ athletes in professional sports and um, and it's really special and I'm excited to be promoting it as well. Um, if you go to my website, there's all kinds of material like book trailers and downloadable free resources so that and any kid who sees my uh, What Kids Did presentation or reads the book can go online and do crosswords and print off coloring pages. And if you're interested in buying the book, my publisher, Second Story Press, who is so great, is offering 25% off with the code GIVEBACK21. Um, so uh, if you're interested, um, there's the code. And now I'm going to introduce you to another incredible um, young lady in my book, Veronica. Um, she is so talented in so many ways and during the pandemic she did two fundraisers, a music fundraiser and a fitness fundraiser and I'm going to turn the screen back to, I'm going to stop sharing and I'm going to turn things over to Veronica. I would love if um, she could share her accomplishments and um, what all the amazing things she did during the pandemic. So thank you everyone for tuning in and um, I'm so excited. Veronica, take it away. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much, Erin. Um, yeah, so in March 2020, this whole pandemic really started. There was a lockdown. Everything was so new. And uh, I decided to join this organization called Explore Hop. Um, and in Explore Hop, there's a bunch of different programs. And one of the programs I was really interested in was the teen entrepreneurship where young entrepreneurs from all around the world uh, get together and basically work on a project to launch a business. Um, and so I got together with a bunch of people from around the world and we sat down and uh, we decided to launch um, the Together Apart Orchestra which uh, is a music orchestra. And in this way, um, we could help others and play for others um, and bring music and spread joy through music. Uh, and then the second fundraiser was Couch Potato Fitness, where everyone in our group was very passionate about sports and um, physical activity. And we figured that everybody was sort of, you know, staying at home, not really getting any exercise or like, let, let's, let's make a business to basically get people off their couches and moving. Uh, and that's exactly what we did. We created uh, two fitness challenges um, and uh, a global fitness workout where people could come in and get active and get moving. And it was really fun. Um, and we basically raised um, money and all the proceeds went to Doctors Without Borders. So we supported a medical organization. 
um, at my middle school, um, I was also part of something very special together with my friends and the support of my teachers. Um, I was able to help people with uh, children, exceptional children. Um, and we basically uh, help people around the world through help these kids with through storytelling. Um, and uh, we did storytelling with puppets. We, um, yeah, we played with puppets with the kids. Um, and we told them stories. We told them stuff like the life cycle of a frog or the story of the penguin. Um, and we also played together with my friends a bunch of songs and music as we believe that music and the power of storytelling can heal and can help others, especially in these times of need. Uh, now at my new school, I transitioned to high school this year, um, and I really wanted to bring the sense that music can heal. Um, so with the support of my teacher, Ms. Pregel, um, and some of the students from um, the older grades at my school, we formed a music club where um, monthly we get together with most of the school and perform songs and launch some games and activities to get people engaged online. Um, also, I got together with a bunch of people during the summer um, and our, our project was to um, make a book to basically bring all the corners of the world together and put them in a book and re really help others and spread happiness with this cookbook. And we're currently working on it and uh, it's going to come out uh, hopefully very soon um, in the middle of the year. So that, that that's what's been going on. and. Thank you so much. Thank you to Hasina, who is my mentor um, and my teachers and everyone who helped me basically allow me to help others during this time. Wow, Veronica, thank you so much for coming on. Erin, thank you. You are unstoppable. Keep going, Veronica. Jess, maybe we'll bring you back another day and you'll play for us. Would you do that? It would be so our pleasure. Um, but now, wow, you're incredible, incredible. I can't wait to get that book. So excited. So music, as Stevie Wonder said, is a language within ourselves. It's no, music is a world within ourselves. It's a language we all understand. You all know that, right? So, because that's what it is. The lyrics, they hit your brain and the melody hits your heart. And music is a way of storytelling. And we saw it over and over and over again with Jacob and his life. Um, today's performer, she is, oh, I'm so excited about her. She came to our house when she was 12 years old and she played for Jakey. And her love of music has not stopped. And she is just killing it out in the world. She just released a song called Sleepless Nights, and it streamed over 4,000 hits in four months of its release. This is a girl who keeps working and working and working at her craft. She's everything Craig explained. She just tries so hard and throws it all out there and is matched by her natural gift and her love in her heart. Welcome, McKaylin. McKaylin Hay. 
Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very excited to be here and everybody has been so amazing so far. Um, I found Craig, Aaron, and Veronica all super exciting, so I'm very excited to be here. And, um, you know, as I was listening to everybody talk, I um, decided to switch up what song I was gonna do. I was originally gonna do my latest single, um, but everybody's um, stories were very inspiring to me, and I decided that I'm going to play a song that I wrote a little while ago, um, and it's called Younger Me. I wrote it just before my 18th birthday back last April because I was just kind of thinking about um, everything that had gone on in my life up till that point and um, reflecting back on my life thus far. So this is Younger Me. If I could go back and see, talk to a younger me, what would she think of what I've become? Still with no song to hit number one, would she be proud anyway? To say she was me back in the day What would she want to know about us? The places we've been and who we've become I know I've let her down sometimes But is that really such a crime? And I'd become her favorite mystery Never learning from my own history Never learning from my history She looks me Like some kind of treasure she just found Sees all the different people we were Suddenly 18 seems scary to her Plays with the sand of time The hourglass tips and it slips by As her image fades I get so, so jaded and I don't know why, I don't know why Cause I know I've let her down sometimes But is that really such a crime? And I'd become her favorite mystery Never learning from my own She has to tell 
about tattoos? Will she play in a band that does rhythm and blues? Cause I might let her down sometimes, but is that really such a crime? And I'd become her favorite mystery. So that was Younger Me. Thank you guys so much for letting me play for you. Wow, that was beautiful. Thank you. We love Younger Me. We love the you me now and we love the older you. Thank you so much. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, it's time for Lindsay with Kindness Corner. Lindsay, please give us an update and let us know, let us know what our challenge is this week. Hi everyone, another inspiring episode. This is Lucas, the biggest Harry Potter fan ever. Um, we have been collecting socks for Seeds of Hope, which is an organization that's helping people living on the streets, specifically people who are living in the encampments. And as you know, right now, socks is the least donated, most urgent needed item. There's nowhere for people to get warm. All these public spaces are now closed. And if you've been watching the news, you're seeing that there's lots of outbreaks happening at shelters. So we started and we didn't know how many we'd collect and people would say, what's your goal? And it's hard to think of a goal when there are 10,000 people on the street. And socks are an item you need to change frequently when they get wet and having wet feet can lead to a lot of health problems. So in nine days, we've raised over 5,400 socks. Um, and so many of you have reached out to us. So many of you have supported, thank you. We're gonna keep going and we've extended our campaign for another week, Harry agrees. And we're also promoting some other small items that Seeds of Hope needs. It might be things you have in your house, like batteries, flashlight, an old cell phone, gently used winter boots. So reach out to us at One to Give. Keep following the journey. You know, none of us is going to solve this complex housing crisis, this complex homeless epidemic, but we really do believe that these small things can make a big difference. And as always, kindness is contagious. Thank, Thank you, Lindsay. Wow, congratulations. And let's just see if that grows. Harry Potter, you look awesome. You look so good, buddy. So everyone, I'm just gonna put on the screen so I can see you all now. What a treat, everyone. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Aaron, Veronica. Michaelin, Lindsay, and all of you for coming tonight. As always, let's embrace each other. Let's be kind to each other. Let's learn from one another. And we'll see you in two weeks. Bye, everyone. Open your heart today.